With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seria Chronicles is a Bayer Chronicles production. Hello and welcome to a little extra. We're going to see if we can do for you guys every week. This is the Seria Chronicles Q&A episode. It's a little mailbag episode. Um, Hope this is something you guys want uh, and are interested in. Please, if you do uh, want to let us know your questions, um, drop us a message on social media. We are at, I'm at Nikki Bandini uh, on Twitter. Mina is at Mina Rizuki. And we have the Seria Chronicles account at Seria Cron Pod. Um, our first question, our first Chronicles Q&A is from Inter Dave. Uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, who asks Mina, what should Interisi be most concerned with, Handanovic's play or the lack of depth at the centre-back position? These will be Inter's two biggest roadblocks between them and getting the second star on the shirt, in Dave's opinion. I don't know. Do you think there's a lack of, like, who has, like, 15 centre-backs that they can call upon, you know? (laughs) Um, It's sort of, I mean, are we counting Rugani as a person that Juve can call on? Because it's De Vrij and Kalini and, and Bonucci, right? I mean, I think from the depth that they've got, like, a terrific def- defence. And I think, you know, you've got Bastoni, De Marco, um, uh, obviously, like, you know, De Vrij and Skriniar. I think they're fine at the back. The only, like I said, for Inter for me, which I mentioned in our main podcast on Monday, the only issue I have with the side is Inzaghi. I do think the team is... Very good. I think they have built an extraordinarily good squad, despite the fact that they have uh, faced some financial hardships. We know they lost Lukaku and we know they've lost Ashraf Hakimi, but this is an opportunity that Lautaro Martinez should take and to develop better and better. They do have Edin Dzeko. They have Chananoglu to sort of try to replace what Ericsson is missing. I think on the wings, it's much better to have, you know, like I mean, I think of Kolorov in the beginning of our season, right? And I think what a mess that is. But when you have DeMarco and then you have Dumfries, who has an extraordinary, an extraordinary game, 
against Bologna. There is room for growth there. And I trust Inzaghi to ensure the side is more unpredictable than it was and to build on hopefully everything that Conte has already laid down in terms of foundation, in terms of defensive organization, and to just improve the offensive play, which you can see because they're now playing higher up the, the pitch. This is why there's more avenues to goal, but it's about converting those goals that I'm not sure yet that they know how to do. And obviously the same way, actually, you know, even last year, there were moments where they didn't convert their opportunities. My issue, again, is the substitutions. It's judging the moments of play. It's Inzaghi's experience in sort of managing, let's say, the very, very high-profile games, which we'll see in Europe in the Champions League. Brugger is the one in Lazio that he really disappointed me in. Um, I do think he takes results for granted sometimes and just changes the team too much. Five substitutions just doesn't work for Inzaghi. He's much better with three. Um, I do think it's a slippery slope because Allegri is struggling with five substitutions as well. So it takes time for coaches to get used to it. But that's my only concern with Inter. What about you? Yeah, I, I actually yeah, just don't don't agree with the premise of the question. Um, I, I don't mean to be mean. Sorry, that's not really mean, Dave. I don't mean mean. I just, I, I don't agree. Um, I, what do you, what I, don't you I agree certainly with? have commented, I, I've commented before that Handanovic has, has seen some declining performance. I think that's true. However, I would say he made one brilliant save against Bologna um, just at the weekend. Um, I, I, I understand where you're coming from because, yes, you've got that great starting back three of De Vrij, Bastoni um, and Skriniar. I think it's funny to think, by the way, how recently Skriniar looked like he was on the way out because Conte somehow couldn't make that, um, couldn't couldn't see him in the back three until suddenly he did. Um, but I think that uh, the start of this season, we have seen exactly the, the attempt from Inzaghi to broaden that back three. I think he does see Di Marco as being a part of these options of the back three. I think we're going to see Darmian play a little bit sometimes on the right side of that mm. back three in the same way. I think Inzaghi mm. wants to make this a more flexible um, setup as a back three, something that's a bit more, can be a bit more offensive minded than, than than just like a traditional back three. Whether or not that's a good idea, we'll, we'll see. If you want my opinion on, on what is um, the concerns with this Inter team, I'm probably more worried about up front, honestly. I think Lautaro is absolutely taking a step forward and is a player who I have a lot of faith in to become really um, even better than he already is and to embrace this opportunity to be the guy. I I think that Edin Dzeko at his age has always been, maybe has always been, but certainly the last few years has been quite streaky. And I think the fact that Dzeko scored a few goals doesn't reassure me that Dzeko is going to be the right answer for Inter all through this season. And it also... I think there's a much greater lack of depth there in that area of the pitch if one of those two gets injured. So for me, if anything I'm worried about with Inter, it's the other end of the pitch more than the defence. In terms of personnel, at the very least, if Inter suddenly start conceding a lot of goals, uh, I won't think that's because of the back three. I think that's because maybe Inzaghi still needs to, to work on some different things. And he, like, if you really want, we can give you Chesney if you don't like Handanovic. But <laughs> let's move on to the next question. And it's from Abinav in London. This is for you, Nikki. Given what we saw from this young Milan team in Anfield, what is the next step for them? Is it a Champions League knockout stage run and top four? Is it a cup run and title challenge? What will you see as success in May? Oh, this is a really, um, they're both great questions. These are really good questions. They're both great questions. Um, but I, this is a question that's making me... Um, question myself I think even as I'm as I'm answering it my my first instinct was 
I, I, I honestly just think that being in the top four again next season is is the key thing. That's that's what really um, needs to happen for Milan. And I think that one of the things that's exciting about Serie A this season is whether or not some absolute quality has been lost at the top of the table, because we have seen Lukaku leave, we have seen Hakimi leave, we have seen Ronaldo leave. I think that the the competition for the top four places is going to be more intense this season than it was last season. I think that the gap between the top six or seven teams is is as small as it has been in a while. So I think that for all of these teams, for Milan, just like... Um, uh, the teams who were in last season, Inter, Juventus, Atlanta, and just like the teams who are trying to break in, your Napoli's, Roma's, and Lazio's, the pressure is going to be really intense. Um, and if Pioli can keep the young group of players that he has on the right track and comfortably qualify for the top four, I think I'll already be prepared to say that was a solid season. If you want me to say what's like a, a next step season, like a successful season, like a really like, oh, it's get excited about a season. Well, look, they were second last season. So I suppose the the next step is either the push on and really at least are, are, are pushing that title conversation to the, the last couple of weeks or something significant in the cups. I think winning a cup um, domestically and being in the top four would be great. I think winning the Coppa Italia and winning the top four would be great. I think going... Even beyond the group stages of the cha- of the of the Champions League would already be a successful Champions League run for me because they have landed in as nasty a group stage as you can possibly ask for. I mean, they've got Liverpool, Porto, Atletico Madrid. If you get out of that, you've already achieved something that lots of teams can't. Um, so I, I think there's lots of avenues for success in my mind for Pioli at Milan. And if they are just, if they're literally just fourth. I won't be thinking this was a horrible season. I mean, context, we'll see what the season looks like. I'll have a different perspective come May because who knows what everyone else would have done. But I, I think just to sort of make this no longer something that happened for the first time in seven years, but something that Milan do again, finish in the top four, that's already quite an important step in the right direction for them as a club. I think it's. It, I think you use the right word in terms of context. I find it very hard to judge what a, a good season is because, like, let's say you win every match and then you have a set. You know, the second half of the season you lose about, you know, most of them. Then how do you judge that? It's a failure, right? Because you started off so well. Or likewise, the other way around, you started off really poorly. Let's just say Allegri now manages to put ten matches together of wins, and then uh, objectives change. So for me, when it comes to Milan. I think that what they're building is almost more important because I think their ceiling is really high. So as long as they continue to add weapons to their arsenal, tactical weapons, technical weapons, you know, better players as it, as we progress, then, you know, I think that they can be a team that once again challenges, not just for the title, but challenges in Europe on a, on a real serious level because what they're building is more important than anything else. And I think they're progressing very, very well. Um, my judging what I think will be a good season coming out of, of a group stage in this Champions League is going to be so immensely difficult. And if they manage that, then that's already, you know, hats tipped off because we've seen how much people have struggled and, you know, we've given, we've been given fairy, fairy tale nights out with Atalanta. Um, but we've also seen Inter struggle. So it's huge if they manage to get out of this group. But in terms of what do they do this season, they have a lot and they have a lot more in terms of continuity than even the likes of Juve and Inter. So I do expect quite a lot from them in that level. 
And I can say, yes, they're young, but it's not like, um, really, I just think that what, when you look around it, I can't help but think that they are better positioned than most teams. So I will be disappointed if they only finish fourth. I do think they should be challenging for the title or at least coming close. Not because, you know, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on this is the young side and we keep repeating that, but it's also a team that has a great management unit behind it, which is not the same that I can say for many other clubs. This is a team that has a, you know, a great forward line in the sense that Giroud has already come in, scored two goals has experience is Latin. They do have a great defense. They do have a great midfield. So I should hope for really some excellent performances or at least ones in which they will only miss out narrowly. So I'm not going to say yes, top four is enough for me in the same way. But again, it can change because Roma, I thought, wow, if they even manage fourth, it's amazing. And then they started the season really well and automatically my objectives for them changed in my head. So I guess, Abinav, my question is, is do we change how we look at objectives and will we will we change our minds depending on how a team does this season? So because right now for Roma, making top four is really the minimum that I'm expecting for them. And I don't know why, because it's been four games and that is so much pressure. But I wonder whether, you know, let's just say Milan start to really struggle with the Champions League and as well as playing in the league, then maybe my objectives for them will change. And I'll say, this is a young squad. Let's just give them a little bit more time and actually making top four would be just amazing for them. So we'll see. I have one other tiny thing which I want for Milan this season, if I'm being honest, which is... I, I you think say Coppa Italia. Seeing them play that game... Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Seeing them play that game against Liverpool in the Champions League and seeing the reaction of the fans you saw at Anfield when they went ahead and there was you could see there's even a guy crying. I, I think a thing that became really vivid for me again was... Milan in my lifetime were, were was sort of so strongly identified as the European Italian club, right? Like, you know, Juventus get to win all the leagues at home, but Milan would always have stood up and said, yeah, but we win the Champions League. That's what we do. Now, no one's expecting to go in the Champions League. This team's nowhere near that. But I will be sad for them if they don't, in this horrible group, get at least one European win. Yeah. And I think that's almost my bar for them in that group more than getting out of it because getting out of it is going to be hard. But I want to see them get that one win over Liverpool or Atletico or Porto as well and remember what it's like to be Milan because I think this group of players again, first game against Liverpool, six members of that team had never played in the Champions League before at all. Start there, win a game, remember how it feels and who knows, maybe next season there could be something more to build on. God, I feel like we're Milan supporters, but um, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the Serie A Chronicles Q&A. Remember to get your questions in on Twitter. I think it's better to actually tweet our main, uh, well, main accounts, which is Serie A Cron Pod, and handle or deliver all your questions over to our main account, and then we're happy to answer them. To hear our full episodes each week with Nikki Mandini and me, Mina Rizuki, be sure to subscribe to Serie Chronicles on the Acast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow Serie Chronicles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and consider supporting the show at seriachronicles.com forward slash supporter. Ciao for now.
Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.